This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for December 3rd, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled We Can Withstand and Overcome Anything. And if you've been watching this, I, I trust that you, you've been built up and edified. You've been encouraged and inspired through a daily diet of the Word of God. I'm sharing the Word of God with you on a daily basis. I yield over to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit speaks through me. He speaks through my personality, a Dominican kid from Brooklyn, and you get it the way that I, I can release it, and you're able to identify with it. You can see the Word. You can hear the Word. You can understand the Word of God. And whenever you can see it, hear it, and understand it, you could be changed into that very same image. So you see an image. God gives you an image of His glory, the glory that He prepared for you from the foundations of the world. And the more you meditate on that image, the more you meditate on that glory, the more you are changed into that very same image. This happens from faith to faith. This happens from glory to glory. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And in this series, we've been focused on 2 Corinthians chapter 4. So we're going to go back to our passage again this morning. I'm excited about the message I'm about to release. I need you to open up your heart to receive. All right, so that said, let's get ready for the word this morning. So this is We Can Withstand and Overcome Anything, part 50, 50, part 50. If you haven't been getting the previous messages, go to our, our podcast. Uh, you just search for the Rick Pena podcast or go to YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Rick Pena. All the messages we have or today's word, the website, all the messages we have, we put them out there for free. This is for your edification to build you up, to edify so you can be the man, the woman that God has called you to be. For such a time as this, this is part 50. The title of today's message is God is preparing you. As I was meditating this morning on what to share, how to share it, uh, the Lord ministered to me about this fact that God is preparing you. Second Corinthians chapter four, beginning at verse one, the Bible says, now it's because of God's mercy that we have been entrusted with the privilege of this new covenant ministry. So we have this, the privilege of this new covenant ministry. And because of that, we will not quit. We will not faint with weariness. Now we are like common clay jars that carry around this glorious treasure on the inside. And this is so that the immeasurable power that is re released and emanated from our lives can be seen as God's power and not our power. Even in every area and every facet, when people come in contact with you, they should realize, recognize, acknowledge the fact that there's something different about you, that, that there's a, a level of super on your natural. It's God's power and not your power. Verse 7, we are like common clay jars that carry around this glorious treasure on the inside. Right? And so, so we're walking around. We are God carriers, and the glory emanates from our lives. Verse 8, though we experience every kind of pressure, watch this, we're not crushed. At times, we don't even know what to do, but we know this. Quitting is not an option. Quitting is not an option for me. Quitting is not an option for you. We are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but we are not knocked out. We, are, we continually share in the death of Jesus in our own bodies, but this is so that the resurrection life of Jesus can be revealed through our own bodies, through our own humanity. We consider living to mean that we are constantly being handed over to death for Jesus' sake, but this is so that the life of Jesus can be revealed through our humanity. So then, death is at work in us, but it's releasing life 
in you. Now we have the same spirit of faith that was described in the scriptures in the Old Testament. Paul said, I love like Paul is quoting the Old Testament. He says, they said this man, they said, first I believe, then I spoke in faith. He says, we also, New Testament, glory to God, we believe, then we speak in faith. We speak the language of faith. We speak what God is speaking to us. We say what God said until we see what God said. And we're not going to be moved by what we see down here in this world. And we're not going to allow what we see to change what we say. And verse 16 says, so no wonder we don't give up. Even though we have an outer man that's gradually wearing out, we have an inner man that's being renewed every single day. And because of that, because we're being led of the Holy Ghost, because we're able to see things from God's perspective, we view our slight short-lived troubles within the context of the light of eternity. We view our slight short, we, we view our challenges and our problems and our troubles as light work for God. We're viewing it within the context of the light of eternity. And we know that these difficulties are producing, it's the substance that is producing for us an, a, an eternal weighty glory. There's a weighty glory. There's a not just a weight of glory, but the, the Passion Translation says it's a weighty glory. There's a level of weight that is associated with our lives because we have passed the test, because we've gone through some things and we endured it and we never gave up. We never caved in and we never quit. And because of that, now there's an eternal weight of glory, a weighty glory that is on our lives that is far beyond all comparison. And this only happened because we are focusing our eyes on the unseen, not the seen. We're not moved by the seen. The seen is subject to change, but the unseen is eternal. So what does this mean for you today on this Friday morning? Glory to God. We face challenges, technical difficulties to get to these four points. Now that I'm ready to release the four points, I need you to open up your heart to receive. I have four things to share with you on this Friday morning. Uh, this is a time for you not to have any distractions. Lock in. Number one, here we go. Maturity should be your goal. Look at me. As a believer, you want to be mature. Maturity should be your goal. We just read in, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 17 that we view our difficulties as the substance that is producing for us an eternal weighty glory that is far beyond all comparison. There's a level of weighty glory that is far beyond all comparison, and it is produced in our lives. How? As we go through the difficulties, the difficulties, the challenges, the setbacks, these are things that, that Paul calls it substance that's actually working for us. As a believer, it takes a mature believer actually to see things from that perspective, but as a believer, you want to mature, but maturity is not something that God gives away, right? Maturity is like patience. When people say, oh, hey God, I want patience, and then difficulties come. And you say, wait a minute, what's going on? And you pray, God, I want patience. And then that one cousin that you can't stand keeps calling you or whatever. That one person on your job that just gets on that last note shows up. And you're like, wait a minute, what's going on? Well, patience cannot be given. Maturity cannot be given. It's not a gift to be bestowed. Maturity, like patience, has to be developed. James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, the Bible says, My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, Watch this. See it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. I just spent three days talking about joy versus happiness. Watch this. You can have joy when your external 
external circumstances are not pleasant, but you can still have joy, right? So external circumstances don't lend themselves well to you being happy, but you can still have joy. But, but James said, listen, if you're facing nothing but difficulties, you should see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, when your faith is tested, it stirs up within you the power to endure all things. And then when your endurance grows, it grows stronger and stronger and stronger. It will release perfection into every part, every facet, every aspect of your life until there's nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken until you are mature. But that only happens through the testing or the trying of your faith. In order for you to be mature, you must be willing to get processed. I told you this many times. God is preparing you. God is processing you so you can carry the weight of the anointing associated with the assignment. Growing older does not automatically mean that you're getting more mature. Let me say that again. Growing older doesn't automatically mean that you're growing in Christ, that you are maturing in Christ, that you're developing patience, that you're growing in the anointing, that there's a weighty glory. No, growing older might mean that you're just growing older. The fact that you've been walking with God for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, may not mean that you're growing in Christ if you're not growing in Christ. So the goal is to grow. Here's my question. Are you growing? Are you growing in faith? Can you believe God on a greater level right now? Look at me. Think about where you were 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Can you believe God today on a greater level than you could believe God for 10 years ago? What about patience? Are you growing in patience? 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you, you, I, I don't know about you, but I know that I was a person, I didn't have a lot of patience for people. Isabella has way more grace and patience for people. I didn't have a whole lot of patience. For, Isabella would listen to people, you know, you know, pray for people, cry with people. I was like, Pfft. 20 years ago, I'm like, I ain't doing all that. Now, I've grown a little bit along the way, but yeah, are you growing in patience? Are you able to endure? Are you able to stand on the promises of God no matter how long it takes? Are you growing in love? God is love. Can people, when people come in contact with you, are they coming in contact with God and his love? Do they experience love when they experience you? Or are you still selfish? and self-centered, and prideful. I know that I was all of those things, but you got to grow. You got to die to self. You got to yield to God. I know a lot of Christians today are focused on, you know, hey, God, I, ju I just want this house. Can you bless me with this house, or bless me with this car, or bless me with this job, or bless me, you know, I got it, you know, or, or purse. I don't even know. I mean, people just ask for all kinds of stuff. I, I understand, you know, and, and I'm not saying that, that those things are bad, or, you know, things you know, asking God for things is issue or bad or none of that. I'm not saying that, but, but my focus is maturity though. Are you really maturing? Are you so focused on getting stuff from God that you're not looking at the weightier issues, right? I mean, like, like, like developing love, like walking in love, like releasing the root of bitterness, or you still walking around with bitterness in your heart. Have you not, I know people, I, I, if I call for, if I'm at the, the um, let's say it's time for altar call and I say, okay, hey, you know, let's, let's pray. Whenever the Lord says, you know what, let's deal with unforgiveness today. If you have unforgiveness in your heart, if you're carrying around, <laughs> you might be upset with somebody in this room. If you're carrying around unforgiveness in your heart, come to the altar and the Holy Spirit starts to minister on unforgiveness. It's crazy to me. People that love God, they come to church Sunday after Sunday after Sunday are at the altar. And, and now they're like, I need to forgive my father. He did this to me, did that to me. I'm querying this around. I'm angry. I'm bitter. Okay, cool. Well, you should call your father after service. 
Oh, no, he died. He died 10 years ago. He, he died 10 years ago. Here you are walking around with bitterness. No, this is about maturing. For you to mature, you got to release that stuff. For you to mature, you got to walk in love. Maturity should be the goal. And God is preparing you because he loves you and he's trying to mature you so he can give you what, it, what he needs to give you for you to be the blessing on this planet that he called you to be. Number two, you must resist frustration while you're waiting on the promises of God. Remember, I've been dealing a lot with happiness and joy, and frustration is a matter of focus. If you're frustrated, it's because you're focused on the wrong things. If you're frustrated, it's because you're making a demand on God for something that's not yours. If you're, if you're frustrated, it's because you're, you're not thinking or meditating on the right things. If you meditate and medicate on God's word and his love and his grace and his favor and his promises towards you, then you're gonna walk in a certain level of peace you're going to have joy on the inside, no matter what's happening on the outside. And you'll, you'll continue to believe God, even when things seem like they're taking longer than you want. Remember I shared with you yesterday that your watch of expectation must be set to God's clock of manifestation. And so sometimes frustration sets in because we're just, we came up with artificial timelines. We came up with artificial milestones. And when God doesn't meet our timeline, we get frustrated. And then we say things like, God, why is this taking so, so long? Why, God, why is this so hard? Like, I mean, my God, why is this happening to me? Oh, maybe I didn't hear from God. Maybe I, listen, no, you heard from God. It's just that God didn't say it was going to happen on that Tuesday. Or God didn't say it was going to happen in 2021. Okay. So, so sometimes we came up with these artificial things. We put it on our vision board. And now because we came up with an artificial timeline, God is not obligated to meet your deadline. Look at me. God is not obligated to meet your deadline. He, unless he told you when, then you have to be at peace with the fact that he said it. Frustration is going to set in if you focus on the wrong things. But if you focus on the right things, if you remain in faith, then you'll be able to stand. Having done all, you, you can withstand and not be moved. You can be steadfast and unmovable, right? The key is, listen. You're going to make mistakes along the way. You're going to get frustrated. Everybody gets frustrated. But what you want to do is you want to release the frustration. You want to, you want to acknowledge the fact that you're not perfect. You want to embrace the grace to receive forgiveness from God. You want to forgive yourself. And then after God forgives you and you forgive yourself, you let it go. You keep stepping. You get ready for what's next. This is how you know, you're developing the attitude of Paul in the perspective of God where you view your difficulties as the substance that is producing for you an eternal weighty glory that is far beyond all comparisons. Say amen to that. Number three, here's a big one. And I've taught a lot on this. Uh, through the years, I've taught a lot on faith and patience. But here's a big one. As you mature in Christ, you must learn to trust God's timing. You must learn to trust God's time. I just told you that God is not obligated to meet your deadlines. Ecclesiastes chapter three and verse one from the easy to read version. The Bible says there is a right time for everything and everything on earth will happen at just the right time. Oh my God. I want to slap myself sometimes when I read that. Listen, I, let me read that for you again. You ready? Ecclesiastes three and one, easy to read translation. This is what it says. There is a right time for everything and everything on earth will happen at just the right time. You got to learn how to trust God's timing. While it is true that everything that you need to complete your divine assignment has already been prepared, has already been stored up for you, right? It's true. Listen, look at me. 
while it is true that you're not a mistake, God sent you to this planet when he sent you to this planet for such a time as this. While it is true that God already prepared up everything that you would ever need to become the man, the woman that God called you to be, right? While it is true that God already prepared people uh, on your path, he's going to set up divine appointments for people to use their power, their ability, their influence, and their money to help you in ways that you cannot help yourself. While all of that is true, it is also true that God is not going to release it until it's the right time. None of that is going to manifest until the right time. This is why you got to develop both patience and discernment. You got to have the discernment to know that things are not going to happen until God wants it to happen until it's just the right time, right? You got to discern God's timing and then you got to have the patience to hold on until that time comes. So you got to have the discernment to, to, to discern God's timing. Okay, there's a season for this. There's a season for that. I got to discern the season that I'm in. Maybe God is preparing. This is a season of preparation. This, okay, God, got it. I, I'm discerning the time. I'm discerning the season. You got to discern the timing of God, and then you got to have the patience to wait until the time comes. You got to wait. Listen, your breakthrough is coming. Your harvest is coming, but you got to hold on long enough until your harvest comes. You got to be able to have the patience, the patient endurance to hold on until your season of breakthrough comes. Now, if you discover something that God wants to do in your life, right? And it is clear that God promised to do this thing, you know, in your life, with your life, through your life, then you got to know that it's going to happen. If you discover God gives you by revelation through the Holy Spirit, hey, I'm called to do this. I'm, and, and God, I've already seen myself doing it. In my prayer closet, I've already seen myself operating on this level, doing this thing, or running this business, or flowing in this job, or on this missions trip, or whatever. You've already seen it. Then you have an image of the what. But God didn't tell you when. Unless God tells you when, you don't know when. And so you got to take God at his word that, hey, this is going to happen. But you also have to trust God's timing at the same time. Right? So, so I'm like, okay, I know it's going to happen. But what I don't know is when it's going to happen. So you have an idea of what. And I already told you that even when it comes to the what, you only have an idea of the what. Like, like you think you know what, but when it, when it finally happens, God's what is often better than your what. He will blow your mind when he finally does it. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask or think or even imagine according to the power that works on the inside of you. So when it finally happens, it's probably going to be better than you imagine. But what I'm saying, though, what you don't know, you have an image of the what, but you don't know when. And, and unless God tells you when, you just have to trust God's timing. You got to learn how to trust God's timing. And if you really trust God's timing, then you can enter into God's rest. You're not going to be frustrated. You're not going to be debating with God over it. You can trust God's timing, trust that his timing is better than your timing, and you trust the word. Everything is going to happen at just the right time. You got it? All right, number four and finally, last thing for today, God is preparing you for what is next. I keep telling you every day greater is coming, so God is preparing you today for what is next. Greater is coming, but God is preparing you for the greater. Now, there are some things that God wants to do in your life. But there's some things that God wants to do in your life that you're just not ready for. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, I told you this before, the right thing at the wrong time becomes the wrong thing. And so, so what you don't want to do, God is not going to release things before the time. And if God were to give you something, even something that you're asking God, him for, right? If God were to release it to you before you're ready to handle it, then what is supposed to be a blessing will become a burden. So, so God can't release it to you until you're ready to handle it, until you've been processed enough to be able to carry the weight of the anointing associated with the assignment. And so here you are, there are things that God wants to do in your life, but he's preparing you for it. So sometimes, I talked to you earlier about this low tide season, sometimes we're in a low tide season 
And we think it's because we did something wrong. And God's like, no, you didn't do anything wrong. I'm just preparing you. God is is working some things out in you to prepare you for your harvest. See, the, the, the seasons of low tide is not about God releasing the harvest. The season of low tide is, a, is about God preparing you for the harvest. So he just can't release it to you before you're ready to handle it. So if you zoom out a little bit, remember on Monday I talked about zooming out and looking at things from God's perspective, looking at the eternal picture. When, when you're not fixated, oh my God, on, on your, if you're not so close to your situation to where you can zoom out a little bit and see things from God's point of view, then you could change your perspective and you can have peace. So as I close, let me just give you this. When you zoom out a little bit and you get a different perspective, here's a few thoughts finally as I close out uh, this week. Uh, this is going to be like an A, B, C, D, E. You ready? A, God does not have to wait until you are ready for the dream before he reveals the dream. He will give you the revelation of the dream before you're ready to walk in it. Because we serve a God that speaks to your 2B stage from your right now stage. Let me slow down on this because this is very important. God doesn't have to wait until you're ready for the dream before he releases the dream. God gave Joseph a dream when he was 17. But the dream didn't come to pass until over 20 years later. And so God gave David a dream when he was a teenager too, and it didn't come to pass until over 20 years later. So God will release the dream early, but that doesn't mean just because you got the dream that you're ready for the dream. God speaks to your 2B stage from your right now stage, and you got to discern that God released it. God gave you the revelation of it, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen tomorrow. B, God then expects you, watch this, not to dismiss the dream just because you're not ready for it. There are times where once you get the enormity, once you get a revelation of the enormity of the assignment, sometimes, a lot of times, we feel unqualified, unprepared, underprepared, and then the devil will say, oh, that's not for you. There's no way that's going to happen. And so I don't want you, look at me, please, do not dismiss the dream just because you're not ready for it. They're gonna, God will reveal things to you, and you're not ready for it. I mean, I'm not ready for it. He will always show you things before you're ready to receive it, before you're ready to walk in it. But what you don't want to do is dismiss the dream just because you're not ready. What, you, what God wants you to do is to believe it. God, what God needs you to do is to open up your heart concerning it. And so once you believe it, see, once you believe it, God will allow you to experience whatever you need to experience in order to be processed. All of this stuff that I've been teaching all week, I'm tying it up here in these last final five points. Once God reveals it to you and then you believe it, once you believe it, now God has to release you into experiences. God has to allow you to face difficulties and challenges and opposition and all of that. And it is these experiences that are producing for you an eternal weighty glory. So you have to go through the processing, right? You got to be able to carry the weighty glory. Now, what God is not going to do is tell you everything up front. You, you got to notice that, listen, like I told you already, God can't grant you mature, maturity. God just, just can't give you as a gift patience. No, you got to go through the processing. So God will process you, and this processing often means that it's painful. It's painful and difficult and challenging, but it's all part of the process. You are becoming the man, the woman that God called you to be. D, you must develop patient endurance because without patient endurance, you will give up before it's time. Without patient endurance, you, you will give up before the promise comes. Without patient endurance, you won't hold on long enough 
to see what God said. So during the season of testing, you must remind yourself that God will reveal the dream, but he does not reveal the processing. Let me park right here for a minute. <laughs> oh my God. This one right here. If God, when God reveals the dream, we all get excited. But God doesn't reveal the processing. Because if God revealed to you all the stuff that you have to go through in order for your business to be successful, if God revealed to you all the stuff that you have to go through in order for your career to be successful or your finances or whatever, God will show you the dream and you get excited and you write it down and you tell your girlfriend about it, you high five your neighbor, you sow a seed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God gave you the dream, but he didn't give you the processing. Because if he, were, if he told David all the stuff he was going to have to go through in the process of going from shepherd boy to reigning king, David may have run the other way. If God revealed to Joseph all the stuff he was going to have to go through from, from him getting that dream to becoming, you know, the second in command in all of Egypt and all the stuff that he endured along the way, he probably would have run the other way. Listen, God is not going to tell you everything that you're going to go through, but you got to discover that this processing is producing for you an eternal weighty glory that is far beyond all comparison. So you got to endure the processing. Please don't give up. Before his time, God gave you the dream, and now he's, last thing I'll say, uh, E, listen, your season of harvest is coming, but God has already prepared things for you. What God is doing now is he's preparing you for what he prepared for you from the foundations of the world. Let me say that again. God made plans for you from the foundations of the world. God prepared everything that you would ever need to become the man, the woman that he called you to be. Now God is preparing you for what he prepared for you from the foundations of the world. And if you trust the process and you endure the, the challenges and the circumstances and the situations, then you know that these things are producing for you an eternal weighty glory that is far beyond all comparison. And on the other side, you're going to come out of the other side ready. And once God prepares you for what he prepared for you, once you get ready, then get ready. Let me say that again. Once you get ready, then get ready because it's only a matter of time. Then God can release it and then it could be a blessing and not a burden. Then God can release everything that he promised over your life, but you have to go through the processing first. You got to know that I believe the dream. Okay, I got it. I didn't dismiss the dream. Okay, I got it. Now I'm standing in, I'm speaking the language of faith. I'm calling those things which be not as though they were. I'm going to say what God said until I see what God said. Okay, I got it. I'm enduring. I'm patient. I, I, I'm developing patience along the way. I'm maturing in Christ. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to cave in. I'm not going to quit. I'm, I got it. And then once I'm ready, oh my God, once I'm ready, then I can get ready because now that God has already prepared me for what he already, he already prepared for me. Now he could start to release it. And it's going to happen at just the right time. God is preparing you. God is preparing me. Hallelujah. Man, this is why we had some technical difficulties. I needed to get this word out. The devil is a liar and Jesus is the Messiah. I trust that you were blessed by this message. I want you to lift up your voice now and speak this over your life. Let's close out the week strong. Uh, say this. Say, Father, this is a season of leveling up for me. I level up by embracing the fact that you are processing me for my assignment. You prepared for my arrival on this planet. You prepared everything I would ever need to fulfill my purpose. And you are now preparing me for what you prepared for me. Everything you promised shall come to pass. It just doesn't have to happen when I want it to happen, <laughs> it will happen when you plan for it to happen. Therefore, I develop faith and patience.
I build up my faith. I meditate on your promises. I develop patience as my faith is tested. And living this way, I will get to the point where I am mature. I have nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken in my life. It is with this mature mindset that I can boldly declare, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. Oh my God, this word was good. It was a blessing to me. I trust that it was a blessing to you. Do me a favor. If it was a blessing to you, go back. Just go leave me some comments in the chat right now because I like to go back and I read those comments. Make sure you share this message as well, but it's Friday. So on Fridays, I like to mention a couple of things. Listen, if you're not a partner with our ministry and you want to support what we're doing in the Dominican Republic, go to today, uh, ripministries.org, ripministries.org, and click on the donate button and make a donation. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. Uh, if you don't have my book, go to Amazon, get Level Up Your Life. I'm telling you, this book will be a blessing to you. Uh, it's been a blessing to so many. And then lastly, I'm going to release you into the weekend. I love you. God loves you more. I'm going to see you on Monday morning. Listen, open up your heart. Get ready to receive. Greater is coming for you.